Praise the name of Jesus. Ephesians, the fifth chapter and the twentieth verse. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word of God and we pray that you'll bless the word, that you'll speak to hearts and lives. And that you'll just minister by the power of your Holy Ghost. We know that in ourselves we're nothing, Lord, and we're not here to exalt a man. But we're here to uplift the name of Jesus Christ. And we give you praise for this and we thank you because we know that you're going to do a work among your people. In the mighty name of Jesus we ask it. And for his glory we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's wonderful. To thank the Lord and to give praise for all the good things that God has done. And in this Thanksgiving week that we're celebrating, I want to share with you just a few moments tonight, and I'm going to be very brief, unless the Holy Spirit directs otherwise. And if He does, we'll do what He says. Amen. But I feel that it would be good for us to just dwell upon giving praise and thanks in the name of the Lord. And before I say anything tonight, I want to clarify myself before I even get started, because there's a lot of confusion that comes along with giving thanks and praise unto the Lord. Maybe I shouldn't say this, I don't know, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's a book out. Prison to Praise. And he deals with this very subject of giving praise to God in all things. In fact, this scripture is used in my own personal opinion. And if you differ with me, we'll just praise the Lord and pray for me. Hallelujah. But I believe it's a diabolical deception of the devil to try to destroy a lot of individuals. Amen. Because I believe that there is a praise that comes from the saints of God that can bring forth power and deliverance in the name of Jesus. When I speak of praising and giving thanks to the Lord, I'm not saying, now I know the Scripture says, give thanks for all things unto the Lord, but what it means is give thanks in spite of all of your circumstances, in all of your difficulties, in all of your problems, we're able to give praise to God in spite of all of these things. Now, we must give thanks to God for all things. And when I say all, I don't mean in a sense that, like many have said, that if a man's house is robbed and he lost all of his goods, that he sits down and says, Thank you, God. I know that it's good that I didn't have those things. Amen. Man's wife ran off with another man, and he says, Thank you, Lord. I know that I'm supposed to thank you in all things. Now, you know there are people that are ridiculous enough to do this. Come on. But I believe there's a place that we can begin to give thanks in the midst of trials, in the midst of troubles, in the midst of difficulties. That when we're facing problems and, and when we're facing things that are hard to understand, uh, things that will come against us with great troubles and, and difficulties, that we can give God praise and thanks in the midst of all of these things. Now, if you want to test your spirituality tonight, I believe that's a good way to do it. You know, a person can go along pretty good as long as things are going well, but it's always interesting to see what kind of things come from their mouth in the midst of tribulation. If you're able to give God praise in the midst of your trials and your, and your troubles and your difficulties, uh, not for them, but because uh, that you love Jesus Christ and in spite of them you're going to rejoice anyway, you know there's something in your heart that is real and that can carry you through trials and difficulties. Do you believe that? I noticed that Jesus 
celebrated the Passover with his disciples. And when he held that cup of wine and when he held that bread, he knew exactly what it meant. He said, as often as you drink this, it is remembrance of my blood. And as long as you eat this bread, it's going to be in remembrance of my flesh. He was speaking of his own death, speaking of his own suffering, knowing exactly what he was going to have to go through. And yet, in the midst of all of this, he gave thanks. You know, sometimes we can give thanks, but if we knew what we were going to face... Before we faced it, I wonder if we'd be able to thank God even ahead of time. But Jesus gave thanks in the midst of all of this, knowing what He was going to suffer, knowing what He was going to go through, and yet He gave thanks unto God. How important it is that we begin to give God thanks for all of the things that He has accomplished, for the things that have not yet been accomplished, and even for the trials that have made us an individual that is strong and full of the power of God to be able to do the work of Jesus Christ. And know what the true meaning of thanksgiving is, to be thankful for the power and the blessings of Jesus in our hearts and our lives. You know, a lot of people have difficulty giving God praise and thanks in their blessings, let alone in times of troubles. Amen. And I've seen people that have been healed and delivered and set free by the power of God, and yet they can't seem to be able to just release themselves in thanks and in praise unto the Lord for what God has done. I wonder sometimes if this isn't why we have so many difficulties and we're up and we're down because of fear and because of problems within us that the enemy would place upon our life to give thanks unto God for the good things that He has done. You know, when you begin to rejoice and give thanks to the Lord, you feel an inner release and just almost a sealing of the work that God has done in your heart and your life because it brings forth praise unto the Master for what He's accomplished in your life. Giving thanks for the good things of Jesus is important. You know, I remember a lady that came in to me one time and she was so disturbed. She was ready to quit serving the Lord, give up, and just turn her back on God because her car blew a head gasket. Amen. You know, the devil must have known that I was going to preach on this particular scripture today. Because I was giving thanks to God last night. And I was praising the Lord. And this morning I got ready to leave. I was supposed to meet Brother Mitchell here early today. And I got ready to leave. And a friend of mine called and said, Would you come and help me? My car just blew up. And so we went down and got the car and took it to a garage. And I said, Just keep praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't worry about the engine. Just keep praising the Lord. She said, I'm praising God. Hallelujah. In spite of the problem, she got in my car and shut the door and just smashed her finger all to pieces. <laughs> I said, praise God. <laughs> it's easy for me to do that because it wasn't my thumb. <laughs> Don't let the devil get you now. You're praising God for your car. Praise Him for the thumb. Hallelujah. Don't worry about it. Just say, thank God it wasn't my neck. Amen. I remember a little old lady that used to sit in our service and she came out one night and she said something that was very unusual. She said, I just wanted to stand up and thank God that I have a backache. Or a leg ache it was, I guess. And I thought, man, she's out of her mind. I was getting ready to shut her down. I thought this is another thing that I, I don't, and I didn't really appreciate the testimony, but she says, I just got this leg ache and I just thank God for it and praise God. Now, if you, if you want my own personal opinion, that's a little bit ridiculous. But when she finished, she says, now I suppose you wonder why I'm doing that, but she says, a lot of people don't have a leg to ache. I think I've got one and I thank God for it. Hallelujah. All I could say was praise the Lord. Amen. We need to thank God, church, not for a leg ache, but for the fact that we have many, many good things to give God praise for today, uh, and many things to uplift the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to give Him thanks. Hallelujah. You know, it's easy to give God thanks in times of blessing. 
when things are going well. It's easy to stand up and say, we thank God for all of the good things that He's accomplished, for the souls that have gotten saved, for the people that are being blessed, for the, for the finances that the Lord has sent in, for all the good things. But when you look at the problems in the world today, begin to think in yourself, am I going to be able to give God thanks even in the midst of trials and troubles? Am I going to be able to give God thanks right down to the very bottom of the pit? Am I going to be able to walk into a lion's den like many did before with praises upon my lips saying, God, I thank you that I'm a Christian. Can I walk out with stripes upon my back after being beaten and torn asunder and say, Lord, I thank you that I've been counted worthy to be able to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. And to give praise to God even in the times of troubles and turmoils that we have to go through. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, it'll test your Christianity. It'll test your spirituality when you're able to give God thanks. I was noticing in the book of Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls, an interesting thing to me that I'd never thought about. The Bible said that Nehemiah had appointed a great company to give thanks for Jerusalem being rebuilt. And you think about that. Here he had a group of people that he had appointed for no other purpose than just to stand and to give thanks and to give praise while this city was being rebuilt. And those people were standing there thanking God. Saying, God, we thank you for the reestablishment of our city. We thank you because the walls are going back up. We thank you, Lord, because the buildings are being constructed. We thank you that God has smiled down upon us and that we're seeing great move of God over the city again. There were still others that were standing back who were mocking and laughing, saying, if there's a fox goes up, their walls will fall down. They have no structure. They have no strength. What do these feeble Jews think they're going to do by trying to rebuild that city that we have destroyed? But yet here was a group of people that were standing back there constantly building the morale of those individuals who would not be defeated no matter what kind of an opposition came their way, giving thanks to God, saying, Lord, we know the job is done. Even though we haven't seen the results yet, even though it's not completed, we give thanks to you because... Because we know that it's going to happen. Hallelujah. And I thought to myself, you know what had happened in a lot of these Pentecostal churches? If we get a group of people together to give thanks and to praise God. Hallelujah. And to just rejoice in the victories uh, that are before us. Uh, the victories that we haven't even seen yet. Uh, the victories that are to come. Uh, and give thanks to God for those things. Uh, magnify the name of Jesus. Uh, let God be lifted up for the works that have been done. Uh, and for the works that are going to be accomplished. Uh, what a tremendous moving of the Spirit would be unleashed as God people got together and begin to give thanks. Hallelujah. You know, I like that testimony that Ron Burrow gave tonight about his prayer revival. I like that. Hallelujah. And you know what it boils down to? A group of people getting together saying, okay, God, we give you praise for what you've done. And we know through this praise and through this thanks and through this separation that we bring unto you that we're going to release the Spirit of God even to do a greater work than we've seen yet. Hallelujah. That we're going to see greater powers. The old Azusa Street Revival was caused because there was a group of people that started getting together to give thanks from God. It wasn't a, an evangelist, a, a pastor, a great man of God, but it was a group of people that got together and they started praying and they said, God, we need know revival's going to come. We know that God's power is going to move, and we're going to pray and thank God and praise His name and uplift Him until the power of God breaks through, until that revival fire begins to burn. And you know, those people did it 24 hours a day, church. They'd pray until they were exhausted, and as soon as one would leave, another would come in and take his place. 
And that didn't go on for a day or two, but it went on for weeks and for months and then later into years. And brother, a revival began to happen that shook the area for God. In fact, it even shook the world. For the people that are out preaching the gospel today who were saved in that great move of God because some people got together and began to rejoice in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've had pastors... I know you don't need to really know this because you're very much aware of it here in this church. But I've had some of them come to me and say, what is the secret of the moving of the Spirit of God in the services? If you had a secret, what would it be? I said, if I had a secret, it would be lifting up our hearts into praise. Getting John Metzler out of the way and letting the Spirit of God begin to move over this thing. Let God's power begin to take charge. The Holy Spirit begin to move and do the works that He wants to do. Let bodies be healed and lives be touched. Whether you have any power or not, get out of the way. Let the Holy Ghost do it. And then something's going to happen. I'll never forget when I began to pray one time and I said, God, I just was so beside myself. I'd reached a certain place in my life. And I didn't know what to do. And I said, Lord, I quit. I give up. I've tried everything that I know how to try. I've done everything that I know how to do. And I just can't seem to cut it. I'm not made for this. And I give up. God said, that's what I've been waiting for you to do. Hallelujah. And when I gave up, He took over. And a Spirit of God began to move and there was great power begin to be unleashed. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. And the Bible says that God lives among the praises of His people. He inhabits the praises of His people. He dwells in their midst as we lift up our hearts and our hands and give praise to God and magnify the name of Jesus. All that God's people all over the world would begin to live Lift up God in praise and in thanksgiving. Hallelujah. There's more power than that than we can begin to measure. I've seen some of the greatest miracles that has ever happened in my ministry while people were praising God. Amen. Just in the midst of praising. Ladies sitting down here about three aisles back, back in Missouri, a great big garter just... It was as big as a grapefruit. She couldn't even move her neck. And that thing just disappeared. And here we were all standing there praising the Lord. And I'll tell you, it scared me so bad I almost ran out of the place. Amen. It frightened me to no end. Man was healed of kidney stones in that saved service just while people were joined together in praises, magnifying the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Miracles began to transpire. People were touched by the power of God, and God's Spirit was evident in the service simply because people set aside time to give thanks and praise to God. Hallelujah. I've read back in the Old Testament and I found that whenever Israel got into trouble and every time there was difficulties, the first thing the people did was get alone and they sat in sackcloth and ashes and all that was for was an act of humility. And they began to fast and pray and then they would give praise unto God. Talked about a group of Israeli women when they wanted to see God's power move. They got out and took tambourines. In, in plain English, they just got out into the wilderness and began to stomp the dust. Hallelujah. Giving thanks and praise and magnifying God. And God heard their praise and come down and moved upon those people. And a great and a mighty moving of the Holy Spirit took place. You know, even on the day of Pentecost, all it amounted to was a hundred and twenty people in obedience to the Spirit of God who joined together in one accord and begin to worship and begin to give thanks to God in praise and supplication and magnifying the name of Jesus. And as they begin to uplift the name of Jesus Christ, the power of God swept through that place and a mighty anointing and an outpouring of the Holy Ghost sat upon each of them. And multitudes were one to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You ever stop and think what might happen tomorrow if some of you people got anointed right at your Thanksgiving prayer? Hallelujah. Amen. And just started thanking and praising and magnifying God. Just come unglued for Jesus. Come on. 
I've got a dear old brother that used to be uh, work with me down in Long Beach in our church. And I, if there was anybody that could ever embarrass you, he could. He had a natural gift of it. It didn't matter where you went or what you were doing. You just might as well be certain. I had evangelists come out and he'd take them out to lunch and he'd come back and say, Lord, why didn't you warn me, brother? But I'll tell you something about the brother. He may have embarrassed the person that was with him, but that man knows how to get a hold of God and things begin to happen. He'd go out in those restaurants, and when he'd get ready to give his praise to God or his thanks, he didn't sneeze in his handkerchief and, or his napkin and put it aside and thank you, Jesus, and go on and eat his dinner. But brother, he'd lay that thing down, lift his hands, Lord, I give you thanks. And he'd start praising God and speaking in tongues. Sometimes he'd almost cause a riot in the restaurants. But I'll tell you something. Some people were offended, but many would come, get saved, give their heart and life to Jesus. Because the man was willing to give thanks and praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, lift up the name of Jesus. There's power in a church. Uh, thanksgiving is a name. It's something that we just say. It's something that we speak when people come together and say, Oh, we thank God for our heritage here and what we have in America. But what is it? It's the power of the Holy Spirit that has been long forgotten that needs to be unloosed upon the people of the world again today uh, that they can begin to feel and experience the presence of Jesus Christ and know that God is alive. Hallelujah. You know, I read some of the visions and the dreams that God had given George Washington way back at the very beginning of this country. Here, a president of the United States having visions from God. Sounds ridiculous today, but it was beautiful then. And I can imagine one of the reasons why God used those people is because in that day they knew where we stood and they knew what we had was from God and they thanked God. That's why Thanksgiving was established. Because people were thankful not for a free land, but for a God that gave them liberty and power and freedom to worship and to praise His name. And they gave thanks for that. Hallelujah. How much more do we in this hour of confusion and frustration and problems and difficulties need to give pure thanks and praise to God for the victory that we have in Jesus Christ? There are so many that haven't got it. Thank God I've got it. Hallelujah. The devil can't take it away from me. It's greater than all the problems of the world. It's greater than all the difficulties that I'll face. It's greater than all the enemies that will ever rise up against me. For greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Brother, if that isn't something to be thankful for and to give praise to God for, you just need to get saved. Amen. We've got something to glorify and to magnify the name of Jesus Christ for. Daniel gave thanks to God when he received the interpretation of the king's dream. Gave thanks to God when he had to go down into a lion's den. In fact, the Bible said he got down before the Lord and prayed three times a day and religiously came before God to give praise and to give thanks to him. It's not easy to give thanks to God in the midst of difficulties. But I found something. It really works. It really works. There's something about it, brother. You have a positive God and a, and a power from the Holy Spirit. You get up in the morning with the mully grubs and you feel like you just can't even get outside the door. You ever felt like that? Some of you that are hypocrite now there, you should have said amen. You know you have. And you grump and gripe and complain. But if you just get up and start saying praise God. You know, one man told me, he said, I don't do that, brother, because I'd be telling a lie. I said, no, you're just thanking God in advance for what He's going to do for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I have two brothers who were in the ministry. And one was pastoring a church and the other was there holding him a revival. And so, as one of my brothers that was holding a revival, it was sitting next to the older brother, and they were singing this chorus, I'm so happy, here's the reason why Jesus took my burdens all away. And he was sitting there singing that chorus. And he looked over to my older brother and he said, George, he said, I feel like a hypocrite. He said, I think you've got to be a hypocrite to be a Christian. George says, well, what do you mean? 
He said, here I am, sitting here, clapping my hands, singing, I'm so happy, here's the reason why. And he said, I'm not all that happy. Amen. He said, in fact, I feel a little discouraged and depressed tonight. And he said, I just feel downright uh, hypocritical to sit here and sing that. I'm so happy when I know good and well inside I'm not. George gave him the best answer I've ever heard yet. He said, well, just keep on singing it and you soon will be. Hallelujah. And I like that. Praise God. That's where it's at. You come and you feel problems and difficulties. You don't feel like praising God. That's why I know that Pentecost and the experience that we have is not by feelings. Some people say those people, they just operate by emotion. They just all come together and they get stirred up and somebody gets so emotionally moved that he thinks he's healed and he thinks he's delivered and he thinks these things are happening. I told one fellow, I said, brother, if I had to praise God when I got myself worked up and when I felt like it, I said, I wouldn't praise him half the time because I don't feel like it. If I went by feeling, I would have been defeated a long time ago. But brother, when you come in the presence of God and you feel the power of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and the anointing of Jesus Christ upon your life, and you just begin to praise God, hallelujah, even when you don't feel it, and it just feels like your arm weighs a thousand pounds, put it up anyway. And begin to give praise to God. And I'll tell you, you'll feel a liberty that'll begin to sweep over your, over your soul that will transform your life and you'll know that Jesus Christ is with you. Hallelujah. And that there's liberty and there's power and there's victory in praise. I had a, a fellow while I was over here holding revival down in the Pasadena area. And there was a man that came out. Now he, he was supposed to be a Christian. And I'm not saying whether he is or he isn't. God's his judge over that. But he was a psychologist. And these were all Christian psychologists. And they have the experience of Jesus Christ supposedly in their heart and their life. But they have the degree of psychology so that they can help people get off of their problems. But I'll tell you something, church. I found out that psychology may pinpoint a certain problem, but it don't have any power to get rid of it. That takes the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I don't care how much training you got, it isn't going to do you any good when it comes to that. You can find out what it is, but what good is it to know it if you can't do anything about it? What you need to do is to have the power to get rid of it so the person can be free. Hallelujah. Wouldn't matter to me if the pastor that prayed for me didn't even know what was wrong with me as long as I was set free. And this fellow came out and he sat in that service and he listened. And everybody lifted their hands and they began to praise God. Hallelujah. And they began to worship the Lord. And there was a mighty wave of praise that began to sweep into the presence of God. And this man stood out there and he watched those people and he was trying to compute all of that. And as he looked at it, he just shook his head and he kept saying, Tremendous therapy. Tremendous therapy. Tremendous therapy. Hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you something, it's far more than a therapy. Glory to God. It's an inner flow of the spirit of that individual to Jesus Christ. And it's real. And it'll transform your life. And it'll calm your emotions. You know, I had an article that was written in a newspaper. And I don't know exactly what I did with it now. But it just blessed my soul when I read that. I clipped it out and I put it with my clippings. And it showed a doctor who had uh, a machine that he had developed that could test the nervous system. Of an individual, and they put wires on the person, and it would show on a screen, a little jagged line, electronically, of the nervous system of that person, and how it would move, and and how their nerves were reacting at that particular time. And they started doing tests with these things, the people in stress, and it would show it on the machine, and then they plugged one into a Pentecostal, hallelujah. And that fellow went and began to speak in tongues. And do you know, this was from the doctor's mouth. They had the record in the paper and everything. said that when that man started speaking in tongues, that the line on that screen went completely straight. And the doctor said what that means is that the person's body is in complete tranquility. There's no problems. There's no feelings of discomfort of any kind when a line shows that. He says, perfect. And the only time the Christian was like that was when he was praying in tongues. Hallelujah. Brother, that makes you want to praise the Lord. 
makes you want to shout the victory. Hallelujah. Because the power of the Spirit brings release and glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? Job's comforters were wrong in his analysis of Job's problems. When he looked at Job, and he said, Job, you must be doing something wrong because if you weren't, all of this wouldn't befall you. And there's always people around, you know, that can do that. And they'll say, if you're having these troubles, you must have turned your back on God. God's not for you anymore. He hasn't heard your cry. And you're really in trouble with the Lord. But troubles, I don't believe, necessarily are of God. They were wrong in their analysis of his problem, but they were right when they said, Happy is the man whom God corrected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give praise to Jesus and say, Lord, you really helped me in this situation. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. One of the greatest compliments that I've ever received in all my life was when my little daughter, six years old, came home from kindergarten. She walked up to me and she said, Dad, I sure am glad you spanked me. And that really shocked me. I thought, now, wait a minute. She's up to something. She'd always come with little goodies like that if she wanted a piece of candy or she wanted me to buy hers. And she comes and said, I think, I sure glad you spanked me. And I said, well, why are you glad that I spanked you? What have you done? She said, I didn't do anything. I said, well, why are you glad that I spanked you? She said, well, this was my first day at school. And she said, I know that if you didn't spank me, she said, I'd be mean and ornery like all those other little kids at school. <laughs> Hallelujah. Out of the mouth of babes. Brother, that blessed me. And you know, I couldn't help but think how it must bless the Father when we have done things and the Spirit of God comes down instead of a man justifying himself and trying to say, Oh God, I wouldn't have done it if it hadn't have been for this, or I wouldn't have done that if this hadn't have come my way. And instead of trying to strengthen his own argument and justifying himself would stop right in the midst of all of his trial, of his troubles and, and his confusion and just lift his hands and say, God, thank you for showing me the way. Hallelujah. Thank you for letting me see the truth. Thank you for letting me know that this could destroy my life. I give you praise, God, because I know that you'll love me. If you didn't, you wouldn't be coming down on me this way. Hallelujah. Aren't you happy that Jesus loves you and that we can praise and magnify the name of Jesus Christ? Joshua said, or Jonah said, I suffer unto with a voice of thanksgiving. And you know something? Jonah had to do that. He was in a predicament where he couldn't do anything else. It was either praise God or be digested. Amen. And there he was. He said, Lord, I have faith that I'm going to be out there. And brother, at that particular moment, his faith began to operate. It had to. And he said, I suffer too with a voice of thanksgiving because by faith I know that God's got me out of here. I know that God has promised in His Word that we can have anything that we desire. And I'm tired of looking at nothing but whale belly. I want out of this place and I believe that I'm out. I give thanks to God for the victory already. And he started having a praise service right down in the belly of that fish. Hallelujah. Glory to God and it brought liberty, victory to his heart and to his life. Can you imagine what would happen? Look at the three Hebrew children walking in the midst of the fire. Glory to God. The king standing up and frightened half out of his wits as he looked down there saying, Didn't we cast three men into the fire? One says, Yes, we did, king. He said, well, I see four down there now. And the form of the fourth is likened to the Son of God. How do you suppose he knew what the Son of God was? And you know, all four of those people were walking in the fire, praising, magnifying, uplifting the name of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you something, church, there's going to be a lot of people that will look down upon you. There's going to be some that will say you're fanatics. There'll be those that will say you're tongues people. There'll be those that will say you're holy rollers, that you're crazy, that you're just way out in left field. They're going to look down upon the things that you're doing, but no matter what they say, they're going to look out of an eye of respect and know that there's something
something happening in your midst that they are lacking. And even with their feeble attempts to praise, uh, they're not going to see the same benefit because God moves among the hearts of His people that give forth praise in victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, I've been into churches like that. And I'll say, lift your hands and praise the Lord. And they think they're doing it. They lift up their hands and, oh, it's terrible. Really, it don't exalt God at all. They lift up their hands and they'll mumble or they'll moan. You can't even hardly hear it. There's nothing. There's no, there's no victory in it. And they'll stop it all. One fellow, he, I was in a church, he let the people praise God for two minutes and then he'd stop it. Let's go on our way. And another one would scare you half out of your wits. He'd just be preaching along. Right in the middle of it, he'd say, Hey, give him praise! <laughs> Hallelujah. By the time you gained your composure, you didn't feel like praising God. And anybody that had started, he had them stop before they got started. But there's a beauty in just letting your spirit flow to Jesus. Hallelujah. And giving thanks to God. You know, sometimes you can get into a position. I've, I've gotten to a place of praising the Lord to where my mouth, after a period of time, just starts to become silent. My spirit's crying out to God. Hallelujah. And there's an inner communion. It's during those times that you can begin to listen. And instruction comes. Hallelujah. And the power of God begins to move. God begins to show you things. First time, the beginning of my ministry, when I prayed for a man, God had led me to him. He came into the back of the service and he sat back there and God spoke to me. I'd prayed for one other woman, but I hadn't, and it was kind of a disappointing experience. And this man came in and God spoke to me about him. He said, now you go back there and pray for that man. He has a bad back. And he said, he's an unbeliever. And he said, if you call him out of the audience, pray for him, I'll save him and I'll heal him. Well, I had prayed for one woman other than this man this way. And I, I was frightened, but yet I had seen God's power vindicate me, so I had a certain amount of boldness at that time. And so I stepped out. I said, all right, Lord, I'll do it. And I walked back to that man, and I said, sir, stand up. God wants to do something for you. And he stood up, and I thought he never would stop unraveling. Huge. One of the biggest men I think I've ever seen all my life. I had to look up at him. And I almost lost my composure over that. I thought, Lord, if this man's got a bad back, it sure isn't evident. It looked like he could have picked up the building and walk away with it. But God had spoken to me. I said, Sir, God showed me that you have a back problem. That I'm to pray for your back problem. And God's going to set you free. And he looked at me Kind of smile, a smirk, more like it rather than a smile. Then he snickered. <laughs> and then he began to laugh. Just broke out and laugh. Sound like the jolly green giant. <laughs> Amen. And when he finished laughing, he looked at me and he said, Somebody told you that besides God. He said, There isn't anything wrong with my back. And you know that just sent cold chills right down my back. All those people sitting out there watching me make a fool out of myself. And I didn't know what to do, and I just started praising God. I just lifted my hands and started praying and praising to the Lord. And you know, when I began to praise God, all of a sudden, God opened my eyes. And I saw that man in the Spirit. I don't know how to explain it, but I saw it just as sure as I can see you, just like you flash a movie screen on the wall. I saw that man bending over, picking up a heavy object. He cried out in pain and dropped it, grabbed his back. Two men came up and took hold of him. They carried him out to a station wagon. I saw the station wagon drive him, drive him to the hospital. I saw them carry him into the hospital. He was laying in traction. They had weights tied to his arms and his legs, trying to pull his back into place. And while this was happening, I shared it with him step by step. And you know, he stopped laughing. And his mouth fell open. His eyes got big. And he said, why, I did for a fact. 
And I said, well, why did you stand there and lie to me about it and say there was nothing wrong with your back? He just shook his head. I don't know. I don't know. I said, do you believe this is God? He says, yes, it has to be. I said, do you want to get saved? Yes, how do we do it? Hallelujah. And you know God hit that man right there. And he hit the floor. And, and God saved his soul, healed his back, just like the Lord said. And I'll tell you, I found that when God begins to move, and even in the times of difficulty and problems, if we praise God, there's victory. There's power. Praise the name of Jesus. How are you going to stop somebody that's always giving thanks? You just can't do it. They beat those disciples and they walked out of there saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you let us suffer for your name's sake. Thank you, men, for the booting you gave us. It makes us feel closer to God. How do you stop somebody like that? Brother, we need to give praise unto the Lord. There's victory in it. Hallelujah. And there's power in praise. It's difficult to give praise in times of difficulties, but stand on Romans 8.28, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And even though I don't feel like it, I do it in the name of Jesus. And I can do it. Because God's given me the right to accomplish all things in everything by prayer and supplications. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Hallelujah. And as you begin to let that request be known by prayer and thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, brother, victory is going to be released and God's going to move in your behalf. Do you believe that? Let's praise Him. Let's lift our hands to Him tonight. Tell Him that we love Him with all of our hearts. Hallelujah. What? And greatly to be praised. For thou hast suffered many things and hath discouragement in thine heart. And yea, thou hast felt problems which hath beset thee. But know ye not at this very hour that the Lord thy God hath brought many of these things uh, to bring strength unto thy life, that they shall be as winds that shall cause thy roots to grow deep? Therefore prepare thine heart, for the Lord hath not forgotten thee. Yea, his eye hath been upon thee from the very beginning. And behold, he hath a great task in thine hand. Therefore look unto the Lord and give thanks even for these things which thou hast not yet seen, for the Things and for the fruit which thou hast not yet experienced. For behold, there are great things ahead, and God knoweth them. He seeth all of the things that thine heart hath not beheld. Therefore look unto the Lord, for he is thy strength, and it is him that shall cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth. He shall bless thee, he shall strengthen thee, and as thou shalt praise the Lord, they shall come and cause his courts to be perfumed with a glory of thy praises. Therefore give them unto him, for the Lord is well pleased in this manner, and doth love his people to give thanks unto him for the things which he hath done. Prepare thine heart, for the harvest is great. Let not discouragement seize thee, for the Lord will lift thee up, and thou shalt see a great harvest and a blessing wherein thou hast not seen unto this day. Thank the Lord for these things shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Of what others are doing, you don't feel the liberty to praise the Lord because the Bible says the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. Said they're foolishness unto him. Now maybe what's happening here tonight to you is utter foolishness. Maybe you don't understand it. It's totally out of your comprehension. The reason for that is because your mind has not really been captured by the Holy Spirit and you can't discern spiritual things in the natural mind. And the Spirit of God is moving upon you right now. And if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, God wants to bring you into this liberty and to this power and to this Spirit that we're talking about that you can feel the joy and the love and the power of Jesus and feel free to give praise unto Him and to magnify His name. I wonder how many would be honest with me tonight and say, Brother Messer, this Thanksgiving Eve, I'd, I'd love to make my peace with God. I know I'm not right with God tonight. And I know that if I had to die and stand before God, I couldn't give an account for my life. I'd be lost and I'd be bound for a devil's hell. But I want to be right tonight. I want to give my life to Jesus. And I desire you to remember me in your prayers. Would you lift up your hand? Come on, slip it up if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus. 
God's brought you here. Yes, sir. I see your hand. Are there others? Come on, lift it up. Lift it up. Just slip it up and slip it down saying, pray for me. Pray for me. I want to get right with God. I want to give myself to Jesus. I want to be a born-again Christian. I can feel the power and the peace that God gives and be at liberty to praise the Lord. There are others that Jesus is speaking to. Yes, God bless you. Come on. As God's dealing with your heart, just slip it up right now. We're not here to embarrass you. We're here to give you the most glorious thing you've ever had in all your life. The love of Jesus. There are others that God's dealing with. Lift up the hand and say, pray for me, brother. I know that I'm lacking this. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Are there others? Come on. Sure, it takes courage. It takes courage. But that's the only kind of people God can use. Is people that will put aside their own feelings and everything else and say, Lord, I want Jesus. I want to know that I'm right with God. There's still others that God's speaking to. Slip up your hands right now. Say, pray for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I feel God. We're going to sing that chorus. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands to heaven and praise the Lord. As we sing it, I want those. A young lady back there lifted your hand. If you really meant that, I believe you do. This young man over here, those others that lifted your hand, I want you right now just slip out of your seat and come down to this altar here. Would you do that? Nobody's looking around. It's between you and God. Come on right now. God wants to change your life. As we sing it, I want you to come kneel here. And if there are those of you in this audience right now that didn't lift your hand and you know you should have, you come on with them. And God's going to change your life. And if there's somebody near you that doesn't know Jesus Christ, you just speak to them. Say, come on, I'll go with you. Let's go together. Come on, young man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'll go with you, but let's get it right. Let's get things right with God tonight. As we sing it, come on right now. If there are others that need Jesus, you just make your stand for Him as we sing it. Let's just praise the Lord.
you want to see them set free, and you're going to believe God to just bless you, that you can go lay hands on them and heal them of that disease and that affliction, then there'll be a witness and a testimony to the power of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're under a financial burden. I don't know what all these things are, but whatever it is that you want, I want you to take over your neighbor's hand, and I want you to just lift your hands to heaven and lay hold of a certain promise as we sit back for us, and just believe God to do it. And then we're going to pray, and there's going to be victory.
your hands together, let's shake it, and let's thank you for it. Hallelujah. Let's shout for praise. 